1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. If he
2: kicks this, he can shave whichever part of his body he wants.
3: Welcome to this week's attacking Scrum Six Nations special, although this week it feels like it's going to be more like an episode of Silent Witness as we take a forensic look at the dismembered corpse of the Welsh team. And who better to do that with than a man who loves a BBC drama, Daniel Killick. How are you, Dan?
1: I'm good, Jed. Yeah, I do love a BBC drama um, and I do love a bit of optimism but i am struggling tonight
3: so i'm going to need you and harry to bring the energy this evening <laughs> oh mate this is it as that was about as um it was about as depressing as the as a series of happy valley wasn't it watching that <laughs> yeah spot, yeah spot on although i wanted uh, happy valley to continue mate, I, didn't I want have, that game to seen, continue i haven't seen any of these shows by the way but i i could guarantee that you have um yeah. and as you've alluded to there once again, we are joined by uh, top journalist Harry Corrish. How are you, Harry? Yeah, I had better weekends, but uh, yeah, hopefully some uh, positivity going forward now. I know. Well, maybe we should have got maybe we should have got a Scots uh, a Scots fan on to give us a bit of optimism because they must be they must be absolutely delighted. Uh, Dan, let's start with you. Just how bad was it?
1: It was about as bad as it gets, wasn't it? I mean, this so. Uh, you know, I usually find something that we can. That we can pick up on and 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 look at and i'm really struggling really struggling after watching the you know watching the game back um to find any real positives i think that the, if i if i can draw on one it would be that the again the areas were mainly ours i didn't think the scotland i didn't think the scotland were actually that great it just we were so so poor like beyond poor um you know, it was a far worse performance, I thought, than you know, than the Irish, uh, you know, than, than than the Irish game. And we made, you know, Finn fin, fin Russell had a, you know, had a really good game, but we gave him we gave him an armchair eye, didn't we? we you we
3: just you couldn't have wished if you were Finn Russell for a game to play out more than 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 it did. Lots of errors, lots of space in front of him, loads of missed tackles, and then they're they're ticking the scoreboard over all the time. You know, it was. Ideal conditions for someone like Finn Russell.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, he always he always grabs a bit of extra time, doesn't he? And that's the class that he's got. But we he literally had, you know, it felt like minutes on the ball. He could he could you know kick pass, just stand still with it, look around if he wanted, see if there's any birds up in the air. It was it was it was it was embarrassing, you know, the the amount of time we gave him. And we I just I couldn't work out the tactics we were doing. You know, usually when we you know, if we get into Finn Russell and come down his channel and start roughing him up a little bit, he you know, he you can put him off his game, but we just yeah, we 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 literally I, I would say gifted in the game and it was it was great to watch him when he's got that much time. But I was yeah, it was just beyond poor.
2: What was your assessment of the game as a whole, Harry? Yeah, very similar um kind of things to that first weekend um, i was hoping for a bit of a, a bounce some improvements being made but we fell into the same kind of traps giving away a lot of penalties getting to the 22 and not being clinical enough and finishing the chances um so yeah i think it was quite de- depressing on that kind of point because it, it seems like it was the same kind of mistakes we were falling into um putting pressure on ourselves um, giving away penalties then and just yeah, just it ma- making our um, our lives even more difficult. So yeah, it's it's a strange one this weekend. Um, there's not too much optimism from it, um, but you you've got to hope that the, the old enemy coming across the bridge is uh, enough to try and get some uh,
3: fire in their bellies. Yeah, well, optimism sometimes comes in the most uh, unusual. Shape and on this occasion it's going to be me, I think, because I do think as awful of a performance as it was, and if you view it in the context of it being a test match in a Six Nations game, it, it is as as poor as as anything we've seen in in a, certainly under Pivac, under Gareth Jenkins, under almost like I say in the the nineties, uh, the nineties style. Um, but the things I think we may have answered. He made some big changes and brought in some young players, and it was a real opportunity for us to see if the likes of Jenkins and Shunza were were good enough, not not even good enough, were ready for for test match rugby. And I think their their individual performances showed that they they were. And I think we've got two answers there: that Dav Jenkins, I think you have to stick with him in the second row, and I think Christians is the answer at number six. now, that doesn't, that will be no consolation to anyone who made the trip up there or anyone who watched it, or it'll offer very little comfort in terms of the tournament as a whole. But, you know, as sad as it is, we have to view this Six Nations like a, a big training exercise for the Rugby World Cup, I think, and um, perhaps in that regard, there are a couple of answers starting to to come together. What what do you make of, of that assessment, Dan? Yeah, I think that's
1: fair that Dave, Dave Jenkins you know he played played well he gave gave his all didn't he and was in a, you know in amongst it i thought shunza shunza had a decent game he carried he carried hard didn't he and we didn't seem to have many people that were making making ground he did he was picked up a few bits in the uh, in the wider channels as well i think he's def he's a definite you know option at 6 i think we'll need another an, another six as well to, to to offer us something different but those two you know those two they did show up they did show up well didn't they and I thought Carey um made a difference when he came off the bench as well you know again big guy carried hard, you know got an offload he's he's he made a difference so the young if there is another positive then yeah those you know
3: those three did show up show up fairly well didn't they if there's not that many signs of encouragement, Harry, what did we what did we learn about the um, about the, where we are as a team at the moment? Uh, we learned
2: a, f- a fair bit about a few of the combinations in the team. I think um, you've mentioned that Dav Jenkins and Christians are really putting their hands up, and I think if there was any question at the start of this tournament whether Gatlin would try and pick a team um, like of experience, whether he's going to get some immediate gains um, rather than future um, kind of thing. Um, I think that's been put to bed now. I think we're in, in that kind of situation where... Sort of looking back to those Steve Hansen days where um, we've got no choice but to throw some of the younger players uh, into the fire pit at the moment. Um, there's far too many players, um, really, that have performed in the past that haven't really... Uh, been been really performing this year um, and I think yeah, there, there's key decisions now to be made over the next couple of weeks um, and we really need to have a good look at some of these youngsters because I don't think you can look at the immediate now I think everything has to be on a year's time even after the World Cup because otherwise you're not going to get anything from the World Cup even um, and then looking further ahead then so yeah it'll be interesting to see now what kind of um experience he goes for but i'm hoping he'll uh, have a look now at some some more of the youngsters even
3: yeah it's an interesting one i um and the, the steve hanson point is is really interesting as well i read the piece that uh that Steph thomas did in uh on wales online today and and kind of saying that this is perhaps the the right option dan is that the way you see it is this should we be drawing parallels to the hanson era you know when he dropped those uh, the, the Quinnells and the and the Rob Howley's and, and look to move on for that 2003 World Cup? Is is that how you see this heading? And is that the right approach? Yeah, I think now
1: at this point, I mean, I'm probably contrasting a little bit to what I said, you know, when the at the beginning of this tournament where I thought, you know, if we can get back to winning, if we can get back to winning ways and, and build confidence that way and then start to, you know, phase in players and, and also, then I guess, you know, phase out as well, but I think I think that that ship has sailed, and it's about building for the future, isn't it? So I would go with it's it's a it's almost a development tournament now, isn't it? And let's see, you know, take the pressure off and see how um, a number of the other players play at international level and how the how, where we can form
3: combinations.
1: That's that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be everything.
3: Which combinations are concerning you the most at the moment, Dan? So nine and ten is not working at all. I
1: think we'd all look, we'd all have to agree on that. It's just they don't look happy. It doesn't. It's not working. And our back line is. We we I think we came onto the ball once in that in that game, maybe twice. Um, you look at all of the other sides. You know, Italy, England, Ireland, France—all of them are coming onto the ball. Almost every <clears> single, every, every single—you um, know—of off, off all phase plays, offset moves, everything that you'd expect. We're, we're—it's just not working at all. So nine and ten is is—it's difficult to look beyond that because you can then bring in the centres as well. But I think if nine and ten isn't working, then it's not—it's not, it's not going to work. It's not going to work in the rest of the outside backs, is it? But. Centre partnership as well. I, I, North doesn't seem to be quite at the races. He, I don't know whether he's carrying a knock. I think we said it last week. He seems to be moving quite gingerly. Um, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Grady. I'd like to see him in the in the in the setup, and we, we'd have to expect things aren't gonna aren't gonna click. But he's a real talent, isn't he? And it'd be fantastic to see how he fares up in the centre. Uh, how that combination goes. Um, I thought the back row didn't. The back row worked worked well first half. Thought we we were decent, uh, but the balance isn't quite right, is it? Um, but I, yeah. then it's a. It's a it, but then how is it how is it going to be
3: when that's the first time that back row? I is... didn't think it was a million miles away. I just didn't like, and this is no slight on Jack Morgan because I'm a big fan of him. Um, but I didn't think eight was the right choice for him there. And as much as I don't know whether Gallon wanted to drop Toby to to prove a point, but I think that. A back row of Chinsa Reffel, and and Toby is the right is the right route um, Yeah. that's got a much better balance to it for me and if that were me I would be going back to that but generally as a whole I, I thought there was there were a few signs of encouragement in the pack um, I mean, as you can imagine, the, the line-out was just horrendous. I mean, when well, you watch every other side's line-out this weekend, now, obviously Ireland and France, are, you know, the two best sides in the world, their line-out's brilliant. Italy have a perfectly functioning uh, attacking line-out. <laughs> England's goes well and Scotland's goes well. Ours genuinely, and has done for as long as I can remember watching rugby, look like a school team. Like, how many times but have this we is like, this? I not this? I don't know what it is.
1: This is about 20, this is 25 years though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know we've had...
3: We had the won six Season, nations, yeah. didn't we?
1: Where we were, you know, I think we, we had the best line out in the tournament and then maybe one other occasion. But it's literally 25 years. There's no confidence, is there? You just, you just have a feeling this isn't going to work. And then, right, momentum <laughs> gone again. It's, it's, it's literally heartbreaking to see and, and watch.
3: What did, you, what did you make of the pack as a whole, Harry? Yeah, um kind of
2: similar to the that, that back row. It just felt a little bit light going into that mm. game. Um and one of our issues I think is making meters, mm. um, especially after contact. And it's definitely an area you need to balance. Um not saying anything against the 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 the, the back row. I think individually um they, they were excellent. Um but yeah, it's it's kind of difficult to try and balance that, and especially dropping Toby. There's not too many options at eight really when you don't have a Moriarty in the squad. You got Wainwright, but he's not really that type of eight, is he? Um, so that's quite difficult. Um, I think that front row is just I don't know it, it's not sitting right with me at the moment. Um, the last two weeks, um, I was quite confident going in. I know that um, that uh, tight dead side is a bit dodgy, but um, I was quite confident going in with a scrum, especially how the regions have performed with, um, but it just doesn't seem to be working. Um, whether there's some key person missing there, I don't know. Um, Dav Jenkins coming into that, um, the boiler house, um, that's a positive. Um, but yeah, that halfback pair and they, they just play two different games. Mm. Um and you need to pick one. Um, but it, it would seem that old old game of trying to not make many mistakes in international rugby that seems to be going and a lot of the sides are going through the phases and they need that the the, the half backs to continue to make and create and, and look ahead um to the next couple of phases like you see with Finn Russell and they they, they just seem ahead but yeah it is quite difficult really um I think you just need to look at that half-back pair and just decide which way you want to go, really. Um, which way, which interesting... way would you go, Harry? What would you do for the England game? Um, personally, I'd, I'd probably um, I'd go with Owen Williams um, or patchel at 10, but I'm, mm. I'm siding at the moment with Owen Williams, um, but Patchell came on. He, he, he took the ball to the line, um, which made the attack look a bit more dangerous and it, it engaged that Scottish defence a bit more. Um, but I don't know about nine. I, I said last week that I'd like to see Reese Webb. Um, but yes, yeah, Scrum Off's a really difficult one. No one seems to be really putting their hand up at the moment and you don't see a clamour of people trying to get in that. That team in that position so yeah it's a bit awkward at, at the moment um but yeah I, I think you you've got to go to that style of you're looking in the phase play to keep the plans going to look ahead um so yeah and and i think the back three played well against Ireland, but mm-hmm. i thought they were they didn't have the best of games um this week um a couple of mistakes coming in um I know in, in experience with Rio Dyer and look, he's, he's a fantastic talent, but he's raw um, mm. at the moment. Um, and so I don't know whether it's good timing, whether Louis Sam is fit, um, but I, I, he's a fantastic prospect and I don't think we should get too down on it, but there were a few
3: mistakes at the back as well. Just to, uh, to bring the first part of the show to a conclusion then, Dan, let's get your take on the halfbacks. What would you be doing for the England game in Cardiff?
1: I think we've got to see a change at nine and, and ten, um, uh, and I would go with Webb, Webb at nine, and Owen Williams. I think that the the comp the, 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 they play together, they're playing well at club, and that that combination is a combination that is well. I suppose it's, it's not tried and tested at international, is it? But it's tried and tested at club, and we need to go in with something. So. Um, I I think that's uh, that's probably got to come in really.
3: Yeah. No. Interesting. I I, I think that was definitely the combination that, that worried me the most because it's not like it's brand new. They've played together on a... I don't know how many occasions they have, but um, I think they've played together enough that you, you look at it and think this just isn't. It doesn't seem to be working. And yeah, with that in mind, I, I'm toy. I'm I keep going back and forth. I'm like, do you? Do you give bigger one more outing? because it's the England game? I I think, do you give bigger that one more outing and give him Web inside him, um, or do you bring Patchell in at ten? And I think, I don't know. I, I I would be going for Patchell at ten personally. I thought he looked you know he looked fit enough, and you just you never know how how frequently Reese Patchell is going to be fit and when he is. I just I feel like I want to see him play, um. So I I would be tempted to maybe go. Thomas and uh, and uh, and Reese Patchel, I think but yeah I I, I don't know I, I, I think there's uh, there's, uh, there's so many of these questions to answer. Um, but anyway what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break when we come back the debrief is going to continue. We're also going to take a look at some other well the other games from this weekend and uh, all of that is coming up after this very quick break. Right then, here's one for you, Harry, as we come into the second part of the show. We've spoken a lot about selection and coaching. Is that what this is all about or is this a bigger systemic problem about the need for for reform across Welsh rugby?
2: Yeah, interesting question, definitely. Um, I don't want to sit on the fence of it, but I think that there are two parts of it. I think there is an endemic issue. Um, The squad has been on the decline for the last... Eighteen months, two years, maybe. Um, so I, I don't think it was like they—they they haven't got the most amazing squad going into it, um, and like I, I don't think anyone is, is expecting miracles, really. Um, but that being said, um, some of the coaching—I um, don't know—it just doesn't seem to be hitting right. I, I, I thought there'd be a bit of an impact, things being um, salvaged. Um, this week, but it, again, it was the same mistakes. Um, the the attack, um, in the island game, there looked like there was a, a relevant plan being put in place, which I think has been missing. It's largely been chaos under um, previous reigns. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it doesn't look like there's a, a fully, like the, the players don't look confident um, with the plans that they're, they're putting in. Um, there's no decisiveness and, and I think that the key thing is when player, when we're getting into that 22, there's indecision mm. and you've got players not really hitting those rucks. They're not, there's no like, plan, there's no set moves. Like you saw with Ireland, that, that move for the Keenan try. Um, they've got Runners everywhere, options everywhere. Um, a lot of the times with the Welsh attack, there's one-up runners, and you know exactly where it's going to go. Um, so on on that part, yeah, it's was, it was quite disappointing um, that some of those errors haven't been um, mm-hmm. ironed out. Um, and then defensively, then we didn't look any better from last week either. So yes, you you've got to look at the issues and the funding and like we we like that's where it all lies and coaching will like refine those areas of course but if you're looking at the bigger picture it's obviously um you you've got to look at the wru the funding structures and everything but if you look at for now um the last two weeks you've, you've got to put some blame on uh, the coaching side
3: of things as well what do you think dan where does the where does the blame lie here is this a is this a bigger picture thing or is it a question that of- the players, the coaches. What's the, what's the root? Yeah, I think
1: for you? it. Uh, I think like Harry said, it's in. It's both. It's both parts, isn't it? I think if, you know, if you're, if if things aren't good off the pitch, then it's going to be quite difficult on the pitch and off the pitch. It's it's a it's a shambles. Mm, so a it is going de- to. It? Yeah, it's definitely going to affect how you you know, how you play, how you prepare, so much of it's mental and they're not going to be in a, they're not going to be in a very good place. They're going to be, they're going to be pissed off. They're they're, they're going to be really pissed off, unhappy, disgruntled. Um, And I think you, I think it comes across. I think, I think you can see it, you can sense it. um, And that will have have an effect. But, you know, if you look at the, if you look at these two games, we've, we've, you know, the penalty count is it's absurd, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's was it 40, 40 pens in, 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 you know, we've given away in, in two games. It's basically, um, the amount
3: you want to give away across the whole of the <laughs> the whole of the tournament,
1: yeah. It's you know, you look at you look at the numbers that Ireland have, you know, Ireland have given away, and you know, it they just look like they're in totally different leagues, and that's what what we are in at the moment. We're not we're not making any line breaks um you know our line out is poor um the tackles you know the tackles that we're missing we're missing huge numbers of tackles so it really is poor I think it was
3: 35 across. yesterday these these numbers are massive, massive.
1: they're huge numbers and it's a, it's un it's an of a, you know of 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 a Gat- of a Gatland team of a side so I do think there's other things at play I really do but yeah we've got so much to We've got so much to get, you know, so much to get right, haven't we? Mm. That it's not, it's not like if we fix this part, mm. then you know things are going to be okay. We look clueless in the backs as well, don't we? We, there's nothing happening there, so we've
3: got a long way to go, long, long way to go. The other thing I think is the, is the, the lack of a style of play or identity. You look at all the other teams in the tournament. Italy and Scotland want to play. Um, expansive, back orientated rugby, and and look to put plenty of width on it, and um, and break the line in 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 that way. You've got France and Ireland who have all court games. They can do they can do everything, and then you've got England who seem to have now established a power orientated game. You know, big big strong powerful centre that, that went well today, got them over the game line, and doing the nuts and bolts that you kind of expect from a Steve Borthwick side. Harry, are we any closer to knowing what? this version of Warren Gatlin's side's identity is. I don't think even he knows at the moment. Um I think that you
2: you haven't got the same types of players um you had in that original squad. And I, I think this was going to be always going to be a key um a key thing for Gatlin coming in is whether he can change up his Warren ball style approach. I don't like I don't think he, he likes that mm. uh, word but at the end of the day yeah they, they seem lost at the moment and when when you look at um it, it is difficult when you the all the parts and are not functioning well like you you can't even go to the forwards and say look we we want a forward and a, yeah we want to keep it tight but like you can't if you're you're, you're not functioning well in the, those areas but yeah, I think it's going to have, take a long look at what we've got at the moment in our squad and just reassess, really, be really uh, brutal with things um, and, yeah, try and come up with something. But at the moment, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any sort of, uh, yeah, any sort of plans or any sort of uh, philosophy going into things, especially, like, even attack. Um, there's There's no real ideas, there's no... Like whether they go in pods or different formations, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's quite worrying at the moment.
3: Just before we move on to listeners' questions, Dan, is there a degree of excuse, in as much as, or, or of mitigation, perhaps, that because Gatland and his coaching team have inherited, you know, a very aside in turmoil. And you've had realistically a, a period of a few weeks to, to kind of try and get something um, get something in place. Is that a degree of mitigation or actually should we just be performing better than this?
1: I think we should be performing better than, than we are. There is a degree of, of mitigation, but because there's so many issues across the, you know, if you look at the stats, there's so many problems, uh, problem areas that, you know part of that has to come down to you know to, to 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 coaching as well doesn't it and you know and the and the players as well um and i did you know harry mentioned i did think that against ireland we we could see some we could see some resemblance of a, of, of, of 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 some patterns in the backs and, and some style and then this weekend it was there was literally nothing at all we, we, we. I, I, yeah, I just, I absolutely staggered. I was staggered at the time watching it, and then I thought, right, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch this just to see if it was as bad yeah, as I thought it was. You are mate. <laughs> Yeah, but just to see, and it, and it's worse. It's worse watching it. Um, I was watching it with with you know with some friends, and then you know watching it on my own. Uh, it, it's it's it, yeah, just it, the mind boggles. So. I think part of it has to has to lay, and I think the, if we if we're going to look at a real positive, it, it is a great opportunity, isn't it, for Gatland and the coaching team to to properly build a style, build you know build build a you know build some patterns around a, a new a new Welsh a new Welsh team, and um, you know he can take some pressure off himself that way as well, and and just get just just get the belief in that way. But it's gonna be. It's, there's gonna be a lot of pain in there.
3: There is right. We're gonna to switch to a few listeners' questions now, and this one has come in from Gareth Davis. I'm gonna throw this one over to you, Harry. Um, can Gatland drop his captain? Two vital lineouts have gone have gone awry from uh, from our most senior player. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, um, it's a tough one. Um, I thought, well, if if we had Dewi Lake, um, it was who offers that that different kind of option at, at Hooker, then it will be a bit of a question. Um, he doesn't seem to fancy Bradley Roberts so far as much, and I don't know whether starting um, Scott Baldwin is the right move, really, um, especially if you're looking towards the future. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a shame that injury has, again, struck at the wrong time mm-hmm. for derby Lake, but... Look, Ken's a quality player. Um, it's, it's a difficult time for him and, and the team. Um, we've seen him come back from a few issues at the lineup before. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a problem area. Um, it's, it's a key area as well. So yeah, it, it's uh, something that you'd hope would improve or otherwise a decision does have to be made um, in the coming weeks.
3: What do you make of it, Dan? Is that something you'd be considering, or is it again that it's a it's an issue with the whole unit rather than with just the hooker?
1: Yeah, I think it's a unit issue. On the captaincy, I think that we haven't got many options. That's the truth of it. And at Hooker, we haven't. Baldwin's back in, isn't he? That 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 says a lot about what the coaching team are thinking in terms of lack of confidence in in others. So. The temptation, I think, is to, for my side anyway, is to make um, make Dav Jenkins captain, wow. make a real statement, <laughs> give him the captaincy. But <laughs> you, you could, you can't do that at this point. It's it's got to stay with Ken. Jeez, so Ken! The, I mean,
3: you're, you're throwing Mason Grady in. You're uh, yeah. You're making Dav Jenkins captain.
1: Well, this is, just no, in this is in not a, like
3: you. What have you done with the sensible Dan Killick? Uh,
1: I watched the game back for a second <laughs> time.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but that that's yeah. You know,
1: the, we have to stick with Ken as captain for the, for the tournament. Otherwise it, it'll just get silly. You know, yeah. if we, if we, uh, if we didn't, uh, if we didn't keep him, he's, I actually think that he's played, he's played all right. You know, he line out to side. I think he's, he has done. Yeah. Okay. You know, really um, the, the issues are far bigger than him. That's for sure. So we've got to stick with him. We haven't got, we haven't got the other options, but, captaincy moving forward I, I I think that you know somebody yeah Dab Jenkins I'd be I'd be very tempted to you know after the tournament to give it to him and and
3: you know it's a massive call but um you know Gatlin's done it before. Yeah he has um and I mean I, I'm constantly looking back to twenty eleven for parallels because I do remember us being pretty pretty average during the Six Nations. I mean, nowhere near as bad as this in the first, the opening two games. But then that side that that kind of came together uh, for the Rugby World Cup and, you know, came a whisker within getting to the final was made up of very junior players. We, you know, we always look at the back row of Lydia and Faletown and Warburton and you had George North in there. Uh, John Davis wasn't, you know, wasn't massively experienced at the time, half penny. But the thing that's nagging me now is that all of those players had at least you know a year or so's test match experience, with the exception of Falatao, who came in very very late. They'd all been in and around the squad for over a year, and that's the bit that just that just really worries me. Is that Shunza Jenkins, um, to a lesser extent Ruffell, then you look at players like Grady and um, and and others um, others around they are so so inexperienced that i kind of think you you're asking for a miracle to be able to um, to build a side that can that can compete at the, the rugby world cup what do you what do you think harry yeah well it's a bit i, I thought of uh, the
2: parallels of uh, 2007 to be honest especially oh, as we've no. got uh, <laughs> especially as we've got australia and fiji in our group and yeah. you you remember well how that ended um, i think it's the the last time wales lost in the opening two rounds was 2007 yeah. um and yeah there's it's, it's there's not many teams that have competed uh, conceded sorry um so many points in the first two weekends with two losses i think it's only scotland who've done it two or three times and italy who've done it over a number of years um so yes yeah, it's, it's very difficult at the moment isn't it um but I think you've got, you've just got to look at those positives of a couple of those young players. Not only did they play well, I think they really put their hands up um, and put in some good performances. And it's it's whether I, I do think we 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 will have a, enough to to bring that whole story together um, over over the coming months.
3: Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, an interesting story to uh, to look out for. Yeah, well, let's hope it's more like the, the 2003 version where, yeah, we had a stinking Six Nations and then you know then kind of pulled this, pulled this exciting running rugby out of uh, out of nowhere. Right, we have got some more listeners' questions. We're also going to take a look at the other games from the weekend, and uh, we're going to finish um, by uh, by taking a look ahead to to what may or may not happen in Cardiff in a fortnight's time as well. That's in the final part of the show, and that's coming up after this very quick break. Well, I thought about the
0: army. Dad said, son, you're fucking high. And I thought, yeah,
2: there's a first for everything. So I took my old man's advice, three sad semesters. It was only
3: 15 grand. Right, time for a few more listeners' questions. This one, I'm uh, going to go to you first on this one, Harry. This one's from Account Holder. Surely Gatland has got to go for more grunt against England. Too passive with the ball in hand and didn't make enough yards. Uh, and he then goes on to say he would start Reese Carey as well. What are your thoughts on um ball carrying and the the kind of the collision area yeah so it's it's massive in the
2: the modern game um that um, pack battle is is going to be even more important against England, you would assume. Um, you've got the the dangers then of uh, Jack Willis coming into yeah. things as well. That's going to be an exciting uh, battle of the big breakdown that is. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's massive and it's an area where Wales have really struggled over the last few years. I think Murph mentioned it last year about that back row and how small um we we are. So yeah, I think there's definitely gotta be some changes and you've gotta cater to to what you're up against um at a certain point, whether you're confident in your own ability or not. Um, yeah it's it's a bit worrying over the past few weeks how we've not made hardly any meters. I think it's only really Italy that we're we that we haven't done as, as well. Like you you see France Island, the power games That they have and it really sets them apart and and england look to uh to be moving in the right direction And even scotland they're making a lot of meat does that pack looks good as well um i think it's not only the pack i think you have to look at the back Mm. line as well um you need options everywhere because you can't just say well we're going to stack our back row with big powerful men not have the jackal um in in there. Um so I think that the cent does need to have a look at themselves as well. Um because you've got Kieran Williams waiting in the wings and, and he can make does. So I don't know whether you, you have the thought of that. But it's that balance in the squad, isn't it? You you, you can't um go lightweight at all, especially in the Martin game and especially against who you're coming up against in the next few weeks.
3: Dan? Thoughts on uh, on the collision area, and would you be bringing uh, Rhys Carey type figure into the into the equation?
1: Yeah, I would. I'd look to start start Rhys Carey against England, and I think Farrell has is an absolute shirt sure to come in at eight. Um, I agree with Harry. Actually, you know, you the the, the centres we need to see we need to see options at uh, off ten we've got to see and the wingers as well we've got to see inside inside runners and outside runners off um uh off whoever's playing 10 if he sticks with bigger we 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 just got to look to do more down down those channels and we we aren't the biggest of guys Um, the 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 one up like we're just we're not even
3: we're making so it so easy, easy to for, defend, isn't it? Yeah, we're making yeah.
1: it so easy for defences. like Scotland. Scotland actually, at times, were committing nobody. Yeah, they were either committing one, or we were, we were, we were almost falling down. Um, <laughs> sort of, you know, against our own players at times, we we'd committed three, sometimes four, and they 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 actually hadn't. There was nobody in there. They they didn't actually commit one person at times. Um, staggering, you know. So that there might there may be a positive actually that the meters we've we're lucky to have made any mm. so if we if we've made them like that we can you know with some change with some changes and some and some formations and you know some plays off off of nine and ten we we can only get better. we can only get better but i it has to be collective yeah when you when you start looking at oh, if we just you know if we change here change there it is across the entire team isn't it
3: it is and you're right when you talk about formations and tactics rather than just personnel because yes, England made some changes this week but you wouldn't say Owen Fowler is a running 10, would you? But you're delivering the ball really flat to um, to Ollie Lawrence and that was making it really hard. As well as the eye-catching breaks, he was just making yards all the time and you know having that really strong strike runner. But even if the personnel was exactly the same for Wales' backline... You've got George North in there, um, you know. You've got Hawkins, who offers you a strong runner and a ball-playing option. Um, but we didn't have, we didn't have any of that. There was, no, there was no point. We thought, oh, that that looked really dangerous. The, the back line was just void of any creativity the whole game. I thought, um, how do you rectify that, Harry? In two, in two weeks. Uh, yes it's going to take a lot
2: of work isn't it but it's it's the options i think um i think if if you look at England, even Ireland, and that kind of thing, you've got those big strong run- runners and when you look at Wales, every time it's so obvious what they're going to do um I think the Ospreys have done it well, where they've got different runners, dummy runners, and running those lines and and I think that's where they've improved this season. Um, and I think that's what Wales really need to look at. That you can't have um, I don't know, George North running up and with no one outside. Like you got you've gotta have Dan Bigger or whoever's at ten with three, four, even five options, whether he's gonna kick, whether there's inside runner, runner coming round him. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's been far too easy for defenses to read our attack. Uh, there's one-up runners and um, it's very difficult, but you've got to go through that first phase, second phase. It's, it seems like once we do that, we, we don't have many ideas um, afterwards. And, and even when it's not working, it's like, oh, let's just try it again. Mm. Um, and let's keep going. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a concern. But I would say if, if you create more options, you you get the defences thinking, um, vary the play a bit more, then um, hopefully there will be a better outcomes.
3: Dan, this one we had from uh, from James Gwynn, we, we kind of touched on number eight a little bit earlier. The question was, if you're trying to find options at eight, what more does Moriarty and, and Morgan Morris have to do to be featured? I mean, obviously, Moriarty is, I, I know he, he subsequently picked up an injury at Astrid Manik the the following week after the squad announcement, but played a lot of Test rugby at eight Morgan Morris is the inform uh Welsh eight this season you'd say what are your thoughts on on those two as options
1: well, I think with Morgan Morris he he's been probably osprey's most important player or you know probably suppose mm-hmm. how do you define best but let's go with best player then for a couple of seasons um really can, mr consistent isn't he and he hasn't got he hasn't gotten he hasn't gotten the other side and you know under the last two coaches so i i the, something doesn't quite something doesn't quite work, does it they don't quite uh, don't quite fancy him in the international setup. um more puzzling for me was was Moriarty not being included because I did think that he played very, very well at eight when he stepped up. He's hard, he's abrasive, we need that nasty edge. I know he gives away pens. Um, but I do think that, you know, at the moment we're crying out for, you know, for somebody like him, aren't we? And he, you know, six, he's an out to out six, but he can, but he can play. Eight. Part of me was wondering whether if we're picking up, if we're picking the World Cup squad, Maranati goes. Um, but when I've mentioned that to a few people, he said, no, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think Gatland fancies him, Pens. One-dimensionals be mentioned,
3: but I mean, geez, get, you know, Pen's at the moment. His uh, his stock is rising just by not playing, isn't it? Every, yeah, he, everyone who plays yeah. is giving away. So he many gives pounds, away far that. less than, than what's going on currently.
1: <laughs> get him back, but I I think that what actually the fact that he you know he does play a certain way is maybe is you know is what we need that we can build. You know, you it's 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 sometimes easier, isn't it? When you've got someone you know exactly what they're doing, but I think if we were picking someone, if we were picking somebody now, he'd be, you know, he'd be there. And I thought he'd, he'd have some great games as well for the Dragons.
3: Yeah. And I, I think the puzzling one, obviously I've watched all the Dragons game this season and, you know, I think Wainwright is a great player and I'm, I know Gatland is obviously a big fan of him, but his form has been a bit patchy um, this season. There's been some good games and some some slightly less eye-catching ones, whereas actually Moriarty every time he's played as um has has looked really really powerful and had a big impact on all the games he's played in. So yeah, I, I find I find that one strange. And then obviously, you know, as you say, Morgan Morris is the is the most consistent performer at the Ospreys. And yeah, it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like either of the coaches fancied him uh, for whatever reason. I'm gonna finish on this one. This is a this is a um, a slightly left field one from Daniel Foreman. How many Welshmen would be getting on a Lions plane if it was picked this week? Either one of you can start with that. I, yeah, go on, Dan. You you go first. Would it? Would anyone? Would anyone at the moment?
1: I think at the moment we'd we'd have to
3: not on form then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, could, either form or, yeah. or pedigree, however you want to, however you want to select it. <laughs> It,
1: I think we've had some, you know, some of the performances have been, have been all right in, in sort of isolation, but mm. not as a collective. So it's very, it's very difficult, isn't it? But I, you know, Falatau is, Falatau is world class. You know, I, I, he's not playing well, but I think, you know, who would be, Doris is an absolute Doris cert. Would get in there.
3: Arguably, um, arguably Conan could, could get in there as well. Um, yeah. Fagerson's been playing exceptionally well for Scotland too.
1: Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe Even he misses tabby, out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I you know, if I'm picking he's there, but you know, it's Welsh bias probably and it's it's Falata, isn't it? So I just yeah. just you know rate they go that highly. But you know, outside I, you know, outside of that, I think we know at the moment you'd have to it would just be on on, on reputation, wouldn't it really?
3: Would anyone get in for you, Harry? Uh one of those
2: sevens. Um mm. I'd like. Um, I think it's it's one of the areas I think I have confidence that we're still at the top of uh well nearing the top of World Rugby. Um I think you you Joe Hawkins has got all those options. Obviously not quite yet, but um he's got a few years to, to mature and that kind of thing. But he he's a promising player, um for uh, for definite um but, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, and then uh, I assume, uh, I don't know how good his form is. Obviously, he's been injured, but resam Samet then otherwise. Um, but apart yeah. from that, then you're, you're left scratching your head, really, and trying to barge them in. and, and, and Yeah, it's, it's difficult to argue then.
3: Yeah, no, fair point. Um, and, yeah, fortunately, we don't have to worry about Who would you go for, a, for Jess? Um, at the moment...
1: Through the Dragons boys? No, mate, <laughs> as you know I try and be as objective as, as
3: possible. I'm only joking, and, yeah, and um yeah. and yeah, I I, I think it, the, the thing now is there is so much competition from the other from the other sides, right? So I think what you know, even as Harry says, you know, we've got some great open side prospects, but you've got Van der Fleer, you've got uh Willis, Jamie Ritchie wears six on his back, but he equally could play seven. You know, there's there's Hamish Watson to come back into that side as well. You know, all of whom are kind of established internationals um, over our boys who are, are, are great prospects at the start of their game. Plus, you know, Tipperick's been dropped from the Welsh side, so would you really expect him to to get um, a look at the lines? But it's, you know, it, it's it's a couple of years off, thank God. But it does show how out of form we are at the moment. That's the, that's the point. We're out of form. We don't really know what our best side is. And I think we kind of all seem to be in agreement that we're of the opinion that we've just got to try and blood these younger players look for the longer term and hope that it all kind of comes together for the world cup rather than for, for a year's time. But, mm.
1: um, we'd have a seven, I, Harry we said, we'd have a seven, we'd have one of our sevens in there, wouldn't we? Um, and and unsure which one I, I do think though, that here comes the, here comes the positive positivity to end. Right. I do think that if we can, because looking at that game, there's no structure in terms of formation at all in, in attack, defense. Uh, there's no work rate off the ball in terms mm. of getting into positions, attacking and defense, like offering options. If we can actually know what game plan we're going to do and, and you know, actually hold our positioning. Because when, when you're looking at how we were lining up from either an aerial or the side, we were, we were all at sea completely at sea and the wingers that's the wingers included as well on that um there can be there can be a there be a, a big improvement just on actually where we're holding ourselves
3: yeah no fair fair point um and yeah obviously there's hopefully this is going to be you know this is going to be the low point of uh of the year for us and it's not going to get even darker but um <laughs> are we going to beat england are we going to beat England? I mean, it's it's hard to see at the moment, is it? Isn't it? And I'm not going into that game with any expectation. Uh, and it was only two and a half weeks ago I was saying we we're going to win the triple crown, but based on what we've seen <laughs> over the last two weeks, you know, you just want to be able to to be in the game because we have not been in the game. Um, you know, I would settle for 70 minutes on the clock, and, and there's still a possibility of us winning it because that's not been the case in either of these and. I think the thing is like you know England, I don't think they were awful in the first week. I think Scotland played well and took their chances and England didn't. and but they looked you know they looked like they're making signs of improvement Two, you know two weeks in. and yeah and we're, and we're not. so we've we've got to find something over the next two weeks, otherwise it could be a um, a really horrible um, a really horrible occasion and, and as as bad as the performances have been over the last two weeks. As we all know, there is nothing as painful as losing to England and particularly taking a hammering off them. So, um, yeah, uh, just hope there is something to be found over the next couple of weeks. Let's talk about the other games though, because uh, there was some fantastic rugby on offer, and none more so than in one of the one of the best test matches in terms of quality that I've seen. Arguably ever in Dublin, I thought it was a brilliant test match. Um, Ireland deserved winners, but an absolute crackerjack. Um, is the winner of the Six Nations coming from that game, Harry? Yeah,
2: I, well, I don't know. It, it depends whether you're on the the Scotland hype train or not.
3: Um, the Scotland hype poo- train is the fun place to be. Let's <laughs> be honest. We're all on that. We're all on the Scotland hype train with a crate of super tees.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Fingers crossed for the tournament, e- even that, that they can continue their form at the moment. They play in some excellent rugby, but look, the, these two teams have been at the top of uh world rugby over the past few years. And uh, you just look at the quality, even on the benches and, and what they've got, um, it was phenomenal. But straight from the off, both sides giving everything, um, the the. The accuracy the handling there was mm-hmm. there was barely any knock ons even under the amount of pressure that both sides were putting each other under um it was one of the classics um and it, it, those types of games really um it, it's why the six nations is so is so good um and and the levels keep on raising year after year um so yeah it was a it was a joy to watch and and the tactics and it was it was such an interesting game um I, th- I thought france they kind of changed their they were holding on to the ball a lot more um, they, they generally kick after about they, they have that 20 seconds rule don't they if, if they're not making any metres does they kick away but they were trying some things out i think veryland uh, they, they they built on that that performance in cardiff didn't they and and yeah they they they
3: look some side at the moment don't they they absolutely do. Dan, I'll give you one better. I will say that the winner of the Rugby World Cup comes from that game there. Ooh. And I think they're wearing blue. There you go. I'll put it out there. Mm. I mean, obviously, my predictions have been complete garbage of late, but um, I do just think that... Um, I think that that home advantage will really play into into the French hands by mm. the time the Rugby World Cup comes around. But I think those two. I mean, South Africa will be in the mix, but I think those two are just playing rugby that's on another plane at the at the moment.
1: Yeah, they are. It looks like you know that game was so so good, wasn't it? It looks like it's it's in fast forward compared Mm. to to be fair, compared to all the other games. You know, compared to the England, you know, the England Italy, um, which is a step up for Mars. But yeah, I, I. I think that Ireland, if they if they continue like this, I mean they're so, so, so efficient, aren't they? They they hardly make any any errors. They look like a, to me, they look like the sort of New Zealand side of, oh, yeah. of, of, of old. Yeah. Um yeah. extremely cute with the ref as well. Um they take they take their plays right to the line. Um in terms of sort of what's legal and what's not. And, you know, they've got a couple of key players out, didn't they? I mean, I, you know, I think we thought that maybe with Gibson Park, you know, he was the guy that makes some tick, you know, tag Furlong out. And it that hasn't 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 made a difference. Maybe, maybe somehow they've become stronger. You know, it's just they know they all know exactly what they're doing, don't they? They're on exactly the same page. They're so well coached that if they continue like this, I, I think at the moment they've got to be yeah, you know, they've got to be favourites
3: for that um, for that World Cup, but it's a big if, isn't it?
1: Mm. Big if with Ireland.
3: Yeah, and you know as we've said a number of times, the top four teams—I think, in fact, the top five teams in the world—are all on the same side of the yeah. the pool of uh, the, the draw, rather. Which you know is that's why this Rugby World Cup for me is such could be such a missed opportunity for Wales because even though we've been pretty awful for the last few years. You know, all you got to do is get out of your pool, and then you're into knockout rugby, and anything could could happen there. Particularly with all those sides on the other on the other side. But um, yeah, I don't know. For me, I just think it's um, the you're absolutely right about the strength in depth. I thought that losing some of those players might have uh, might have weakened them, but all of the deputies have come in and been absolutely superb. Whether it's Murray, whether it's Casey coming off the bench, whether it's um, whether it's Bieland coming in for Ty Furlong. And I, I even I, I thought Ross Byrne went well at, um at ten when he came on for Sexton, but that is still the one for me. If Sexton were to get injured and be out, that's the comparison with a a New Zealand a New Zealand side of yesteryear that was so reliant on Carter. Um but even then, you know, New Zealand managed to win a, a rugby world cup, didn't they, with a, uh with a fifth choice with a fifth choice number ten. So um so, yeah, you never know. Uh, what about the, the England game, Harry? Sign, signs of improvement from them? And and what do you make of Italy's performance as well?
2: Yeah, it was an excellent start for England. Um, they came out of the blocks really well. Their forward game looks to have uh, gone up a few notches and it really looked like that. They've got that Borthwick kind of theme to them. I think yeah. they, they they look like that Leicester side who obviously have had so much success in the past year or two, uh, under under him. Um, yeah, they they they've got those major puzzle pieces starting to come together now. I think I think that second row is looking a bit better now. Um, mm-hmm. That that partnership and that back row I think has been such an issue for them um i think last week i think there were a lot of yeah there was a lot said about that back row but they've they've got some unbelievable operators um mm-hmm. and and i think it's just coming together and obviously Lawrence then at, at 12 spring in that they've what well, they've lacked for so long um so whether they they commit to um that style of play which i assume they will after that performance um there were some signs from Italy um i think if that that first half they kind of threw the game away, um, but yeah, they they're definitely an improving side. They they beat forty defenders I think in that game alone, um, so they're showing signs as well. Um, but yeah, so I think the England game is going to be very tough on us. Um, I think they really ride in the wave now, um, and as I said, that the puzzle
3: pieces are coming together for them. Yeah, I don't feel like England have suddenly found like Rugby World Cup winning form or anything, but they found no, a yeah. they found a shape, you know, and a and a style of play that I think will suit them. And coming to Cardiff now, I think it's the the right um you know, a whale side that's so low on confidence. If you get on the right side of the referee, if you struggle to defend those drive in line outs, um if you can't slow the ball down then it's going to be a really really tough day at the office i think so as we said a lot of work to be done in the in the next 2 weeks um a quick uh, a quick look at the uh, at the the Guinness Pipe predictor for this week i am sat plum mid table i think 24th out of 50 odd which uh, is not too bad after last week's absolute horror show um, a big shout out to uh, to roger james who've got a, um, one of the results on the money, what was that? The England, uh, the England result. He got completely correct. And uh, Jamie, I th- I'm guessing this is Jamieson. The name is cut off on here, so sorry, Jamie. I can't see your your full name on there, but you managed to do the same. So it's all hotting up at the top of the at the top of the table, and Paul Owens in the mix in there as well. Um, I'm going to trouble you boys for your predictions then when it comes to when it comes to next week. I just want to get your thoughts on um, on Wales England. Um, what do we what do we think is going to happen? Start with you, Dan.
1: I think the smart money's gonna be on England, isn't it, for sure? Um England for me aren't they're not playing that well, but they are they know they look as if they know what they're doing, mm. which is which is a massive thing, isn't it? And then that's a difficult thing to stop. Uh I think you know, Lawrence is he's it's, it's, it'd be lovely to play with him if you're a ten, isn't he? Given the board, yeah. he goes forward, um, and you can work around him very nicely. And then they've got some some dangerous strike runners, um, you know, in the outside backs and people like you know Aaron Dell to come off, who's a box of tricks. So they're they're gonna they're gonna be tricky. I I I would say England by at the moment, f- f- twelve. Yeah.
2: What do you reckon, Harry? Yeah, kind of similar. Um, I'd probably
3: say by ten. Um, I think that that pack is just going to be too much for us. Yeah, well, it's not too late. If you want to join us in uh, in our league, you can download the Fanzo app and uh, you can search for us by using the code ATTACKING. And there's some free pints to be won on there if you get things right. So, yeah, I've got, I've got a few pints this week and I've got a Guinness to gift as well. So, um, yeah. I'll, I'll mull over who gets that out of the uh, out of the pair of you two. Um, I might give it to Murph again, actually, even though he's not on the show this week. Um, a quick mention for the mighty Murph as well. Listeners to the socially distanced sports bar pod may have heard uh, may have heard the mighty Murph name checked on there this week, and then he's not available for selection this week. So who knows? Maybe Mike Bubbins is tapping him up, and he's off to he's off to he's off to take the the big money, like um, uh, yeah, like perhaps uh, Liam Williams is set to moving abroad. Who knows? We'll. Um, We'll see. But that brings us to a conclusion for this week. Uh, a big thanks to Harry. thanks to Dan. Thanks to everyone who sent questions in. Thanks to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. If you want to get some great quality coffee and support um, a growing Welsh business, you can do that over at socoffeetrades.co.uk. And a biggest thanks to everyone who uh, has been listening to us throughout the Six Nations and beyond. Uh, we'll be back to chat rugby with you next week.